Thomas and Friends Story Time. Listen and learn. Starring Thomas, Stafford, and Bertie the Bus. Based on the railway series by the Reverend W. Audrey. Created by Britt Allcroft. Read by Mark Morahan and Friends. This episode is brought to you by Argos. Parents. You can bring all your favourite stories to life with Thomas and Friends toys, now available at Argos. Create exciting adventures, collect Thomas and all his friends, and explore the wonder of the island of Sodor. Find the Thomas and Friends toy range at Argos or online at argos.co.uk. And now it's story time. This is a story about Duck, the Great Western Engine. Duck is a small green steam engine whose real name is Montague. Duck has a whistle that sounds like this. So let's begin our story. School of Duck. One night on the island of Sodor, there was a great storm. Heavy rain and strong winds battered the railway and damaged buildings and houses. The next morning, the storm had passed, but the school at Harwick had been badly damaged. The children couldn't use it until it was rebuilt. Thomas and Duck were waiting at Knapford Station when Daisy arrived. Daisy's doors opened and lots of school children rushed onto the platform. Daisy looked grumpy. Steady now! Stop pushing! Oh, not so loud! <laughs> oh dear, what's the problem? All the children from Harwick School have to come to school in Knapford now. And I'm the one who had to bring them this morning. Duck overheard Daisy talking about the children. That sounds like a fun job. Fun? Crumbs on my lovely upholstery, sticky fingers on my beautiful clean windows, and don't even mention my springs. You'll have to take them home this afternoon, Thomas. I'm off to see my fitter. Oh, but, uh, Daisy, I'm busy on my own branch line. Then Duck had an idea. I could do it, Thomas. I'd love that. I'll just take these trucks to the scrapyard and find myself a coach. At the scrapyard, Reg the Crane was pulling an old tyre from a pile of scrap. Aha! Here's something that can be reused. When Duck arrived. Oh, hello, Duck. Hello, Reg. Why are you so excited about an old car tyre? An old car tyre to you, Duck. But bung on a couple of chains and this'll make a brilliant swing for the kiddies' playground. Repair, recycle, reuse. As Duck was uncoupled from his trucks, Reg carried on searching for more things to repair, recycle and reuse. Love to stop and chat, Reg, but I'm in a bit of a hurry today. Oh, all right. Bye then. Now, where can I find a coach? As Duck passed through Wellsworth Station, he saw Hannah the coach waiting on the siding. Great, there's Hannah. She doesn't look busy. <clears throat> I have a very special job for you, Hannah, collecting the children from school. Ooh, yay! So Duck coupled up to Hannah. Oh, can we go fast? Children love 
and they puffed slowly out of the siding. Faster, Doc! Faster! Please! Toby the tram engine was very surprised to see Duck taking Hannah away. He hurried after them. My coach! Duck! Wait! Stop! Duck heard Toby shouting and stopped to see what all the fuss was about. Sorry, Duck. I need Hannah while Henrietta's at the steamworks. Oh, sorry, Toby. I'm sure I'll find another coach. But that was easier said than done. First, Duck asked Edward who was pulling some slipcoaches. Hello, Edward. Will you be using these slipcoaches all afternoon? Yes, Duck. I'm afraid I will. Then Duck asked Emily if he could borrow her coaches. Sorry, Duck. We'll be up at Callan Castle. Have to go now. Bye! There were no coaches to be found anywhere. Duck was worried that he wouldn't be able to collect the children from school. Oh... Why is there never a spare coach around when you need one? Duck was passing an old goods yard when a voice called out. Hello, who's that? Who's looking for a coach? <gasps> Who said that? Duck looked around, but he couldn't see anyone. Just overgrown grass and bushes and some old rusty trucks. Over here, that's it, this way. Duck puffed towards the sound of the voice. There, hidden by the bushes, was a very old battered wooden coach with peeling paint and broken windows. You said you were looking for a coach, and here I am. I'm Dexter. I'm Duck. Uh, how long have you been here? I was shunted here years ago when my axles went. But what's the job? I'm ready to roll. Duck looked at Dexter's wonky, rusty wheels. Well, I'm not sure... Come on, chop, chop. Just pull me out and we'll be on our way. Well, I do need a coach. So Duck coupled up to Dexter and he began to pull. And pull. And pull. That's it, keep going. Nearly there. Suddenly, one of Dexter's rusty axles snapped. And his wheels buckled and bent underneath him. Dexter was well and truly stuck. <sighs> I'm sorry, Dexter. I do need a coach, but I need one I can actually pull. <sighs> so Duck headed off to try to find another coach. He felt bad about leaving his new friend behind. But Dexter's wheels wouldn't turn. So what could Duck do? Then Duck met Daisy waiting at the level crossing. Duck, where are you going? Thomas told me you were collecting the children from school today. Sorry, Daisy. I wanted to, but I can't find a working coach. I'm afraid I won't be able to help with the school run after all. Well, I can't do it. And it could be months before that school gets repaired. And that's when Duck had another idea. Repaired? What did Reg say again? Repair? 
Recycle? Reuse! Excuse me, Doc? All this time I've been looking for a coach, but that's not really the problem at all. Bye, Daisy! Duck collected the breakdown trains, Judy and Jerome, and headed off. Along the way, he passed Thomas. Did you find yourself a coach to pick up the children, Duck? Actually, I found something even better. And that something better was still sitting on the overgrown siding. <laughs> Duck! It was Dexter. The old broken coach that Duck had tried to move earlier. Hello, Dexter. Meet Judy and Jerome. Hello there, Dexter. We've come to get you out of here. Duck moved Judy and Jerome into position. You mean I'll soon be back on my wheels? Uh, not exactly. But you are going to be really useful. Judy and Jerome winched Dexter carefully onto their flatbed then carried him all the way to Harwick. They lowered Dexter onto blocks in the grounds of Harwick School. The children, parents and teachers fixed Dexter's broken windows and gave him a bright new coat of paint. Dexter's panels were decorated with pictures of colourful rainbows, birds and flowers. Dexter looked like new and he was very pleased. Thank you, Duck. It's lovely to be really useful again. Duck smiled as he remembered what Reg the Crane had said. Repair, recycle and reuse. So, although Dexter's wheels couldn't be repaired, Dexter could be reused as a school classroom. The End This episode is brought to you by Milkshake. Watch Thomas and Friends every morning on Milkshake and also stream the series on My5 for more exciting adventures. This is the story about Thomas's friend Stafford. Stafford is a helpful, friendly, battery electric engine with a boxy wooden shape and four small wheels. He doesn't have a funnel or a dome or a whistle. But he does have a horn that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure. Steamy Stafford. Lots of the engines on Sodor are steam engines. They run on coal and water. But because Stafford is an electric engine, he has an electric motor which makes a humming sound as he glides quietly along the tracks. Stafford was on his way to the shunting yard to collect some timber. He heard the chuffing and puffing of a steam engine. Then Thomas appeared. Hello, Thomas! Hello, Stafford! Thomas and Stafford headed towards Wellsworth Station. Thomas chuffing and puffing on one track and Stafford humming along on the other. At Wellsworth Station, the bridge over the tracks was filled with excited children. They were waiting to see Thomas and hear him chuff and puff as he steamed under the bridge. Here comes Thomas! Hello, Hello Thomas! Thomas! 
the children waved and cheered. Stafford wasn't far behind. And look, here comes Stafford. Hello, Hello everybody. The children listened for Stafford's chuff and puff, but they didn't hear anything. The children were puzzled. Thomas makes a puffy noise, mm. but Stafford hardly makes any noise at all. How strange! Stafford heard what the children said, and that made him sad. He wanted the children to laugh and cheer, like they did when they heard Thomas chuff and puff. I don't make much noise because I just run on batteries. Oh, I wish I could make steamy sounds like the other engines. Stafford arrived at the shunting yard, where Thomas and Percy were busy shunting trucks. Listen to Thomas and Percy. If only I had a chuff or a puff. Stafford collected his flatbeds of timber, but he was still sad. Thomas was worried. What's the matter, Stafford? You look sad. I know I'm just an electric engine, Thomas, but I want to chuff and puff like a steamy. Percy had an idea. Maybe we could help you. Could you? Of course, Stafford. We'll teach you to chuff and puff. Just follow us, and you'll sound like a steamy in no time. Stafford, Thomas, and Percy set off along the tracks. Listen to my chuff, Stafford. Now you try. Stafford made his best chuffing sound. Chuff, 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 chuff. That's good. Now listen to Percy puffing. Percy puffed as hard as he could. Now try and puff, Stafford. Puff, 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 puff. Percy was impressed. Well done, Stafford. You sound just like a steamy. Stafford was delighted with his new chuff and puff sounds, and he headed off to the docks. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks, Percy. Puff, 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 puff. Thomas and Percy agreed. Stafford sounded wonderful. Puff, 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 puff. Chuff, 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 chuff. Puff, puff, puff. And everyone he passed thought so too. Chuff, 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 chuff. Hey, Stafford, you sound just like a steam engine. This made Stafford very happy. That's me. I'm Steamy Stafford. At the docks, the dock workers began to unload Stafford's flatbeds. Then Henry arrived with a wish of steam. Wish! That's another sound that steamies make. I'm going to make a sound like that too. Wish! Soon, all Stafford's timber had been unloaded, and he raced back to the yard, making his new noises. Puff, 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 chuff, 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 chuff. Weesh! Steamy Stafford coming through! Then Stafford passed Gordon. Stafford honked his horn, and Gordon blew his whistle. Oh, Steamies have whistles. But I've only got a horn. Maybe I can make a sound like a steam whistle too. Woo woo! <laughs> At Wellsworth, Stafford saw the children on the bridge. 
Stafford chuffed and puffed, wished and whistled as loud as he could. Whish! Puff, 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 chuff, The children chuff, waved and cheered. They loved Stafford's new noises. Hooray for Stevie Stafford! <laughs> Stafford had never been happier. Puff, 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 chuff, 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 chuff. At the yard, Stafford was charging his batteries when the Fat Controller arrived in his blue car. The Fat Controller had an important job for Stafford. Farmer McCall needs your help, Stafford. You must go to his farm immediately. You are just the engine for the job. Stafford was excited. He was coupled up to some livestock trucks and he raced away. As fast as he puff, could. Chop, 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 chop. Whish! Woo, woo! Puff, 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 puff. Chop, 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 chop. Soon, Stafford arrived at Farmer McCall's, where Farmer McCall, his lambs, and his sheepdog Katie were waiting for him. Chop, 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 chop. Whish! Woo, woo! Then there was trouble. Stafford's steamy sounds frightened the lambs and they all ran away. Farmer McCall was very upset. Stafford, I asked for you because you were a quiet engine and you wouldn't scare my lambs. And now I don't know where they are. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry, Farmer McCall. Is there something I can do to help? But Farmer McCall and Katie the sheepdog had already gone to look for the lambs. Stafford felt terrible. Maybe, sometimes, it's best to be a quiet electric engine. Then, Stafford heard something. Is that... could it be? It is. I can hear the lambs. But Farmer McCall has gone the wrong way. So Stafford rolled quietly away to find Farmer McCall. Farmer McCall and Katie were still looking for the lambs when Stafford arrived. I can hear the lambs. I know where they are. Farmer McCall was very happy. Well done, Stafford. Let's go and get them. So Stafford took Farmer McCall and Katie the sheepdog to where he had heard the lambs. He didn't chuff or puff or wish or whistle. Instead, he crept along the tracks as quietly as he could. Look! There they are! Farmer McCall was very pleased to find his lambs and with Katie's help, the lambs were soon safely on board the livestock trucks. As quietly as he could, without any steamy noises, Stafford took the lambs to their new field. My lambs really like you, Stafford. Because you are nice and quiet. On his way back to the yard, Stafford met Thomas and Percy. Stafford, what's happened to your puffing and chuffing? And your wishing and wooing? I'm not making those sounds anymore. I'm not steamy Stafford. I'm quiet Stafford, the electric engine. Shh. And with that, Stafford hummed quietly and happily 
all the way back to the yard. The end. This episode is brought to you by Day Out with Thomas Events. Parents, get ready for a day of adventure. Day Out with Thomas is heading to a station near you. Jump on board for a train ride with Thomas, meet Sir Topham Hatt, enjoy live entertainment and so much more. Visit dayoutwiththomas.co.uk for tickets. This story is about Spencer, the Duke of Boxford's private engine, and how Spencer, Thomas and Bertie the bus couldn't agree on how many wheels were best. Spencer is a streamlined silver engine who thought his 20 wheels were best. When Spencer races along, he sounds like this. So let's begin our story. Two wheels good. It was a warm summer day on the island of Sodor. Spencer pulled into Boxford Station where the Duke and Duchess of Boxford were waiting for him. Hello, Spencer. Hello, sir. Spencer had a very important job. He was taking the Duke and Duchess to Callan Castle for Lord Callan's birthday party. The Duke was keen to get to the castle as soon as possible. Now, remember, Spencer, I want to arrive at Callan Castle in good time. I'm giving a very important speech. Don't worry, sir. I won't let you down. Thank you, Spencer. Thomas and Bertie were waiting at Knapford Station when Mr Percival arrived on his bicycle. Mr Percival was the controller of the narrow-gauge railway. He had come for a meeting with Sir Topham Hatt. Hello there. <laughs> You're not still riding that old thing, are you? You should get a car like mine. I prefer my bike, thank you. What I always say is, two wheels are best. <laughs> Bertie had been listening to what Mr Percival had said. Did you hear that, Thomas? <laughs> That's not true. Everybody knows that four wheels are best. Thomas looked down at his six wheels. How can four wheels be better than six wheels? Then Spencer arrived. Spencer couldn't resist the chance to show off about his 20 wheels. What nonsense! It's so obvious that 20 wheels are the best! No, no, no. Four wheels. Six wheels. 20 wheels. The Duke called out from Spencer's coach. Uh, Spencer, if you carry on chatting, we're going to be late for my important date at Callan Castle. Sorry, sir. I'll get you there in time. On my trusty 20 wheels. <laughs> Spencer puffed proudly out of the station and hurried on his way. But then there was trouble. I don't believe it! Spencer had broken down. The Duke and Duchess wondered why they had stopped. Spencer, what was that? I'm sorry, sir, but I think my valve gear has snapped. How am I going to get to Callan Castle on time now? Thomas was passing by when he saw Spencer had broken down. What's wrong, Spencer? 
Have your trusty 20 wheels let you down already? That's not funny, Thomas. I have to get the Duke and Duchess to Callan Castle. Well, I can take them. That would be most kind, Thomas. Come on, dear. The Duke and Duchess climbed into Thomas's coach. Oh, this is such fun. Six wheels to the rescue. Next stop, Callan Castle. Goodbye, Spencer. Thomas raced happily along on his six wheels with his very important passengers. But he hadn't gone far when... Oh, no! Thomas spotted a fallen tree blocking the line up ahead. Thomas braked hard and managed to stop just in time. Phew, that was close. Now what? Sorry, sir. There's a fallen tree on the tracks. <sighs> this just isn't my day, is it? I'm afraid we might be stuck here for quite some time. But I must get to the castle. My speech. Bertie, the bus was driving past. Hello again, Thomas. What's up? There's a tree on the line, Bertie, and I'm supposed to be taking the Duke and Duchess to Callan Castle. I can take them by road. The Duchess thought that was a good idea. That would be delightful. Come along, dear. What? But... What an adorable little bus. Oh, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Please step aboard. As the Duke and Duchess climbed on board, Bertie chuckled. As I said, Thomas, four wheels are best. <laughs> oh. Poor Thomas was going nowhere. But at least the Duke and Duchess would get to the castle on time. But then there was more trouble. Bertie drove over some nails that had been left in the road. One of his four wheels burst and he swerved as he tried to stop. Bertie stopped by the side of the road. The Duke and Duchess stepped out. I don't believe it. What's happened this time? Flat tyre, sir. I'm really sorry. That's it, then. We're simply not going to get there in time for my speech. Just then, Mr Percival came along, riding his bicycle. Oh, what's happened here, then? Mr Percival, we need to get to Callan Castle, but I don't think we're going to make it. Bertie has a flat tyre. Don't despair. I'll get you there. Oh, uh, what a charming little bicycle. The Duke and Duchess wondered how they would all fit on the bicycle. I haven't ridden one for some years. I suppose I could sit on the handlebars. But Mr Percival had a much better idea. No, no, no. You wait here while I go for help. It's like I always say, two wheels to the rescue! <laughs> Mr Percival cycled quickly on his two wheels to the nearest telephone box to phone for help. Hello, hello, Sodor Search and Rescue Centre. We need help. He 
it wasn't long before the Duke and Duchess heard the sound of Harold the helicopter. Oh my! Harold landed on the road next to Bertie. Hop on, your graces! I'll get you to Callan Castle! Harold lifted into the air, carrying the Duke and Duchess. They flew high above the roads and rails and fields and forests until they reached Callan Castle. Lord Callan was there to greet the Duke and Duchess. Oh, Lord Callan! What an arrival! But where's Spencer? I'll tell you all about it over dinner. The Duke and Duchess waved to Harold as he took off. Thank you, Harold. My pleasure, Your Grace. The next day, Thomas met Bertie and Spencer at Knapford Station. How embarrassing breaking down like that. But at least your valve gear's been fixed now, Spencer. And my flat tyre's been mended too. After all that, I still don't know how many wheels are best. Thomas, Spencer and Bertie watched Harold flying overhead. Thomas smiled as he remembered that it was Harold who had flown the Duke and Duchess to Callan Castle on time. Well, it was Harold who finally saved the day. And he didn't use any wheels. <laughs> the end. Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, like, review and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends too. Thomas and Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.